You're listening to WGBB Freeport. You're listening to AM 1240 or AM1240WGBB.com. You're listening to Dave's Gone By. You're obviously a very lonely person. Pop goes a weasel. You know what a weasel is. A weasel is an animal. There goes the neighborhood. The guy David Lefkowitz is here. He's a Long Island arts guy. He's got his own radio show. Greetings from Long Island, where every highway is a sunrise. It's time for Dave's Gone By, an hour of comedy, talk, and music brought to you by Total Theater, with your host, Dave Lepkowitz. You've never heard anything like it, so sit back, relax, squeal if you must. Here's the host of Dave's Gone By, Dave! Tropical hot dog night! Like two flamingos in a fruit fight! Every color of day, around at night. Well, there goes the neighborhood. Welcome, welcome everyone to this edition of Dave's Gone By. Sorry if I'm a little discombobulated here, but my headphones just went out. Oh, there they go. Now they're back. And we're back. So happy to be back after two weeks. I want to apologize, first of all, for not being here last Sunday night, but the weather was just so incredibly awful, and, and all the transportation logistics, and I wasn't feeling so hot. So I tabled and chaired last week's show, which was going to be called Jack in the Box, because our guest was going to be an actress who was appearing in an off-Broadway show called Cirque Jacqueline. She's been doing it for about two years and uh, keeps bringing it back because it's so popular. It's her take on the life and career and the romances of Jacqueline Onassis. And seems like a really cool show and I thought I'd uh, talk to her. Wanted to do it last week, just couldn't bring myself out to the wilds and winds of Babylon, Long Island. And let me tell you, I just biked here from uh, Babylon Rail and it's (laughs) It's not fun out there, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what is fun? You know what really is delightful and hilarious and fun? My guest co-host, Jeff Goodman. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Fine, Dave. Now, why are you... Why are you now, it's just because you called me delightful and Oh, fun. okay. I thought you were bummed because the wrong person won the Amazing Race or something. Or... No, the right person won. I'm very happy. Oh, okay, cool. My favorite two teams came in first and second place. I was crying. As a matter of fact, the guy who's starring on Broadway in The Fantastics won the Amazing Race. Off-Broadway. Off-Broadway, I'm sorry. In the fanta- what, what's his name? Um, um, not Martin Vittnevich. Star uh Yeah. Whatever. Star's brother won the Amazing Star and her brother won the Amazing Race. Well, congratulations to them. And he's playing the boy in, in um, last I heard, he was playing the boy in... Um, oh, they also, the really young kid, not one of the fathers or anything like mm-hmm. that. Okay, that makes sense. Well it was good. really good. I mean, he's really... It's nice, nice kids. Well, let me double back and remind everybody what Dave's Gone By is, in case... Because it's been so long that we've been here with a brand new show. I don't know. Last Sunday, I was having great weather. Well, you were in Las Vegas. So we're in Tour California. Las Vegas. How did you do... Uh, well, we won't talk about the gambling, but, oh. <laughs> but I had a great, great time otherwise. So you I had a great time gambling, too. Well, yeah. losing my life savings, eh, not a problem. Well, you, you don't have to go to Vegas to do that. All you have to do that's is right. in the stock market or lose a job, you know? It's, uh, that's America for you right now. Yeah. But this is our little oasis. This is the place where I don't worry about the crappy job I quit this week. You know, screw them! <laughs> so I feel like this weight is off my shoulders 
Hey, uh, all those sorts of news is coming to me like fast and furious. Well, yeah, I'm just winging it out there. I mean, you haven't heard this stuff, neither has anybody else. No. So, so I, you know, had this this miserable little job that I, I took for money, you know, because that's what we do for money, and left for my self-respect. <laughs> and <laughs> much as I, I cry when I see my wallet, when I see my face so in the David mirror, I'm smiling again. Yeah. David's now available to... You could buy yourself respect for, what, a couple hundred a week? Not even. <laughs> you know what? Treat me nice. You don't, you don't have to pay me a whole hell of a lot. But if, oh, if they pay me garbage. His lesson, huh? What? That you don't have to be paid a lot. Yeah, you do have to be paying me something. <laughs> it's worth my while. But anywho, <laughs> this is what makes my life worthwhile. Dave, your self-respect is back. It it's is. We're in the I feel bed. good, and I feel good doing the 298th episode of Dave's Gone By. It's called Jack in the Box. We're here. It's December 7th, a day that shall live in Enfamil, or I don't even know what. <laughs> if we have a baby-oriented <laughs> thing, it would be, that would be a cute pun. But since we don't, it was absolutely made no sense at all. Let me tell you about the, <laughs> the neighborhood also. Well, welcome to the neighborhood where we make no sense at all. Well, hey, I just um, also got back two nights ago doing the Joey Reynolds show again on WOR, which oh, was nice. a lot of fun. Thank you so much to Joey. Thank you to Myra. And that is non... The, if Joe Franklin was the king of non-sequitur radio. It was, it was mm, Eddie Cantor, ladies and gentlemen, and your thoughts on matzah. Joey Reynolds isn't quite there, although he's on the same station, but you'll be trying to talk about something, and then it will veer immediately into three other things before you can kind of get it back on track. So what do you mean for Hanukkah? That's exactly that. But I want to thank them. It was really great to get on there and be there again. I'll probably play some excerpts in a, an upcoming week of, uh, of what that was all about. We'll but, have a Reynolds yeah. wrap-up? Woohoo! Very nice! Reynolds wrap-up. That was a much better pun than my infamilia joke. Yes. I say I need to get back into this. That's, that's a thing. You're not punning anymore. Because this is an hour of comedy, talk radio, interviews, music, and more. I'm Dave Lefkowitz, radio personality, journalist, theater critic. Jeff is my guest co-host. He's a... Bon vivant. An all-around man about town. Yes, indeed. And a little poorer for it. <laughs> <laughs> we have Andrea Reese coming up on the program. She's the actress in Cirque Jacqueline that I was telling you about. We've also got Inside Broadway, including some big theater news, really cool, exciting theater news that I'm sort of involved in and we have personally. some kind of bum out news, too. Well, we, oh, we'll be talking about closing stuff and, and all yeah. the other Broadway things, believe me. At this time, we'll also say a very, very quick goodbye to Odetta, but I don't think we're going to have uh, much time for that. Oh, but we do Odetta. have time for our sponsors, oh, or, or as I like to call it now, Odetta. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's terrible. You never heard of Odetta? No. Large um, African-American woman, very powerful folk singer in that idiom. She used to... You, you, well, you didn't know the folk scene. No. No. So, well... I buy Odetta. Buy my... You know, like a week after Miriam Makiba goes, uh, we lose Odetta. So, I think Aretha Franklin must be <laughs> looking behind her <laughs> very cautiously these days. So, thank you to Hewlett Minuteman Press, our sponsors at 1315 Broadway, 516-569-5577 at Press. All Dave's Gone By listeners get 10% off there. Jeff, do another sponsor, please. Don't we have a deli or something? A deli or something. Come on, what deli? You know. We have it's a, with a W. It, 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 but, and you leave off the last W for savings. That's Well, not for savings. Uh, you leave off the last w, w for, for something. something. <laughs> At the Woodrow Deli on Peninsula Boulevard in Hewlett. What a wonderful place this is. My family's been going there for three decades. The place has been around for four decades, I believe. And You missed a decade. Why? How's that? You've only been around for three. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we didn't live on Long Island. 
When my family moved to Long Island, this became our deli. To go to the Woodrow. You're, you're right. You're right. But we were in Brooklyn. It was, you know, we could find some deli in Brooklyn. For an hour's drive, not to get a good deli, no problem. Not just good deli. Great deli. <laughs> Great kosher food. Although they're open, by the way, when I say kosher, I, I want people to realize they are open Friday nights, they are open Saturdays, so you can patronize them whenever. I think they're open seven days a week. You just the can't have food. a BLT. No. That you can't. You, yes, you, you can have a brisket lettuce in Tenego. Bagel. You can, and maybe even a bagel lettuce. I don't know if they do bagels there, but they do salmon. Um, they, they can they do... Have bologna lettuce in Tenego. Yeah, they would have bologna. Certainly salami, pastrami, all the cold cuts, roast turkey, roast chicken, delicious stuff at the Woodrow in Peninsula, on Peninsula Boulevard, the Peninsula Shopping Center, I should say. And while you're there, can you read the Bible of Broadway? You know... While you're waiting for your food to come out, now granted, at the Woodrow, when you're waiting for the main course, they're going to have pickles, they're going to have loaded okay. down with bread, they're going to have coleslaw and potato salad, all you want, but it still takes a little time to prepare the food, because it's so fresh. time for light reading. Yes. So you pull out a copy of Performing Arts, Arts Insider. Insider, the Bible of Broadway for 65 years. Everything you need to know about Broadway, off-Broadway, cabaret, opera, dance, and beyond. Go to performingartsinsider.com for more information. And who edits Performing Arts Insider? I do. So, if, please, please, restore, restore Dave's self-respect and get a subscription. Now. Yeah, I need to make up the money I'm losing from quitting that horrible job. So, you know, one, one or two subscriptions will do it. <laughs> That's all <laughs> it will take. Pay that much. Yeah. But remember, hey, if you're a Dave's Gone My listener, you get an inexpensive subscription. Let's get 10% off. Well, no more than that, actually. It's much closer to 20 or 30. Oh, my God. What a deal. Go to performingartsinsider.com. And I also want to say, um, if you've been trying to get to a couple of my websites today, totaltheater.com, davesgoneby.org, which is the main website for this show, uh, something really creepy with our servers. So you might have to wait until tomorrow until it's all fixed. So we're still here, we're still fabulous, as it were, but you got to, something, something goofy with our websites. Sorry about that. Last You've been sponsor. You've a service situation, huh? Mm, that's true. The last and sponsor. Who, who wants to serve you at your party? Well, we don't want to serve you. We want to make your eyes pop with excitement. Yeah. At Fancy Schmancy Balloons and Party Decor. The number is? 516-797-3229. And, and again, the, the cure for deafness is 516-797-3229. For all your party decorating needs. It's, not, it's called Fancy Schmancy Balloons, but it's really, it's also centerpieces. It's making your party. If you're look, having a bar mitzvah, yeah. it is the place to be. Or not just bar mitzvah, bar come mitzvah. on. Uh, you know. Bar mitzvah, wedding. I, you know what that Sweet is? 16 did you hear the graduations. Yeah. I, I have to tell you, because did you hear a weird whistle in there? It's the wind, yeah. The wind opens the door, whistles, and <laughs> closes the door in this building. It's kind of like the way I pee. It's creepy. <laughs> I open the door, I don't even put on the light, I aim for the toilet and go out. And it whistles? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the... Anyway. We have Andrea we, Reese very patiently waiting on the telephone, so let's get some commercials done, and we will be right back with more of the 298th edition of Dave's Gone By. Please, don't go away. Minute Man, the superheroes of photocopying, printing and binding. Minute Man, no job too big or small. Minute Man, family run since 1975. Minute Man, 
13, 15 Broadway in Hewlett, Long Island, next to the new Loman Shoe Store. Tell them they've sent you for 10% off. Ming it Ming, hero of our photocopying dreams. Here are 15 reasons why you should visit the Woodrow Delicatessen in Hewlett. Brisket, hot open roast beef, barbecue chicken, chicken fricassee, Polynesian chicken, frankfurters, stuffed cabbage, Romanian tenderloin, fresh turkey off the bone, matzo ball soup, french fries, corned beef, pastrami, seven-layer cake, and Hawaiian chicken salad. And here are three more reasons. The Woodrow is kosher, open daily in the Peninsula Shopping Center, and they cater. Woodrow Deli, how many reasons do you need? Marriage, Babies, and the End of the World. It's a book. It's funny. I know because I wrote it. And you should buy it at my website, davesgoneby.org. Are you reading me? Are you reading me? Are you hearing me loud and clear on WGBB on this Sunday night? I'm Dave Lefkowitz. You're listening to Dave's Gone By. Welcome back. And uh, I want to wish a big welcome to an actress who created her own show, a one-person show about Jacqueline Onassis. Now, I... I'll go right up front with this and say I never quite understood the fascination with some of these kinds of people. The, the, the people who think Lady Di was the bee's knees and the most important, wonderful person. And, and then and Jacqueline Onassis, oh, oh Jackie, well, oh. I don't live through the 60s. You didn't live through the 60s. I lived right? through most of them. I was born yes. in 64. Yeah. yeah. Well, by that time, President Kennedy was gone. Yeah. I mean, he was and dead three months when I, was, I popped right. out of the old but uterus. I don't understand when she... She was like after Mamie Eisenhower. She was the first lady, and she was such such a big attraction. People identified her. It's just the same thing we're going through with Obama now. Okay. Where all these people are like, oh, there was so he was like the new hope, and and she and Jackie O was like mm-hmm. terrific. She you know she she had she was a fashion plate. Everyone wanted to be just like her. Yeah, I, I, I yes, I understand it then. And it carries over now. Well, you know what? Rather than talk to you about her, let's talk to Andrea Reese, the actress yeah. who is playing Jacqueline Onassis in Cirque. Is it Cirque Jacqueline or Cirque Jacqueline? I've been, I've been Jacqueline. Frenchifying <laughs> it too much. It, it is Jacqueline, right? Jacqueline, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Andrea, how are you? Thank I'm you just so fine. much. I'm still getting over the fact that you rode your bike to work today. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's only 23 degrees out. How are you even moving your mouth? <laughs> it's just bare. Well, it's the wind. The, the, the cold is one thing. But it's I was cold. pedaling uphill into the wind. And, and not something I recommend. You know, halfway oh, no, through, I'm like, good. do I... I started, I figured, do I get off and walk? Oh, by the way, Dave, who <laughs> offered you a ride to work today? Jeff was kind enough to offer me a ride, but me, stubborn me, said, no, 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 I'll take the train, I'll do oh the bike, and, and <laughs> foolish man. There's a big little, you know the thing in Rose's turn where it says, uh, Rose behind her? Yeah. It says, idiot, right behind her. <laughs> <laughs> if I have one more person call, you know, make me feel like an idiot this week, I'm going to shoot someone. Oh, so no. let's be careful, Ooh. Jeff. <laughs> There's a reason office. I quit. <laughs> you know, it was either quit or kill. So oh, no. I figured, oh, quitting was better than so killing. much more exciting. Yes, yes, it would have. And then I could have been on TV. I knew him. Who knew? He was such a quiet guy. He's so normal, right? Actually, no, I never seem normal. Maybe not. <laughs> Speaking of not normal, yeah. Jackson, no Shall we talk to our guests, yes. please? Yeah, thank you. You want to know why people were so interested in Jackie, huh? And still are, yeah. Okay, I, I am a good person to ask because I'll tell you honestly, I wasn't interested in her myself. 
originally. I just thought she was honestly sort of a vapid socialite. I really didn't realize. Uh And what happened is a director suggested to me that I write a play about her. And my first thought was, oh, no, there's so much about her, and is she really worthy of that much interest? So I figured I would read one book and just as a test to see if I could find more interesting things than what I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. And I could not put the book down. And I found that she was so much more interesting than I realized. that It wasn't just, I mean, yes, she was glamorous. Yes, women emulated her, her, her clothing and her hairstyle. But I think it went so far beyond, beyond that because she also had a fantastic sense of humor she was very quirky, hmm. very intelligent. When she was a kid, the headmistress of her school said that she was the most intelligent student she'd ever seen in 30 years. So she had a lot of qualities that I think radiated out of her beyond just the, you know, just the physical appearance and the clothing. And you look a bit like her, which yeah. is helpful. I mean, that, I'm assuming that also came into play when the director you mentioned, I think, is Jim Simpson of the Flea Theater, right? Yeah, yes. And he suggested I write it specifically because of my, because I, I'd always, people always thought I look like her, so that was what sparked him to suggest that I write the play. And I, yeah. Well, you must be gorgeous. Oh, oh thank you, darling. <laughs> well, actually, you do have to do a little of the, no, I also heard that there's a Jackie O voice that she was put on, sort of as a front stage Definitely, thing. Definitely, yes. And then when she was more herself, she wasn't Doing, oh, I can't. I, I, yeah, no, well, that's not bad actually. Yeah, she had a, a very manufactured public voice, and people often think that that was her real voice. But if you really listen to it, nobody has a real voice like that. I mean, she used it for the White House tour. She used it for the address to the nation after the assassination, and it was a very airy. Almost, I would even go so far as to say, similar to Marilyn Monroe. Well, let's hear it. Please. This little table is by Lanouillet, a French cabinet maker who came to America. Not many people knew of him, and, and on like that. I mean, it wasn't a real voice, but apparently her natural voice was much lower and huh. a more regular voice. Was it a Bronstask accent she was using? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think that she put on that voice because it was her idea of what how she thought she should sound, and her father had always told her, as many women were told back then, to hide her, a lot of her intelligence. So I think... She was putting on a little bit of an act. It'd be funny if she was like, Jack, get your freaking hands off Monroe. <laughs> well, she might have been, I'm sure she was thinking that. <laughs> You're sleeping in a freaking closet tonight. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, <laughs> people, people always ask, it's funny because people often ask me, did she know about his affairs? And I'm like, of course she knew about his affairs. I mean, they were right out in the open. Did she have any? I don't think she did. Some people, there was, there's some people speculate that she had an affair with, with uh, Bobby after Jack was killed, but I really, really don't think she did. Hmm. Now, let's also move away from Jacqueline Onassis for a yeah. bit, because that's not the only thing you've done as an actress. And You've been on David Letterman. I'd love to know what you did there. Yeah, I was in, um, I was in a film where I, I played an opera singer who was kidnapped by her dentist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and David Letterman actually did a cameo in the film. I, there was a scene where I'm wearing this huge red operatic gown and dancing with the dentist in the park. It's his fantasy. Mm-hmm. And David Letterman walked by in the background walking a dog and says, hey, that's my dentist. And so that ended up airing on David Letterman. Ah, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so, all right. And, and let me ask, since I I've made a point of it a couple of times that I, I walked out of a job this week, yes. is this your full-time main job? Are you at actress only, or do you have to do the other stuff? No, no, I have to deal with drugs and all the other typical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any Xanax? Because I'm, I'm low. Yeah. No, no, I deal with hardcore drugs. No, actually, um, 
I work as a career counselor. I run career groups to help people pinpoint what they really love. I send your resume tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a discount. You know. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah, 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 I run career groups, and I actually work for a best-selling author. I've been her personal assistant for 15 years. Oh, can you say who? And her name? Yeah, her name is Barbara Sher. She wrote a big bestseller called "I Could Do Anything If I Only Knew What It Was." Huh. Okay. So Me she's too. Great to work for. She's hysterical. I have down. heard of her. I don't yes. know why. Yeah. What, what else? Probably because her Wish press is so good. Was her first big book. What, what was her first big book? Wish, Wishcraft. Vaguely, vaguely. That was in the late seventies that that came out. Oh, and she obviously worked for for fifteen years. Here, nice she's boss. Fabulous. She's fabulous. She is so funny, so down to earth, so irreverent. She's just great. What color is her parachute? Hmm. She knows him, the guy, Richard Bowles, wrote okay. that. And he, that came out around the same time they knew each other back then. Now, and also, Jeff mentioned that uh, about being getting press and getting stuff. Now, are you still dating your publicist? No, no, no. Oh, we're, we're great buddies. Okay. My God, David, are we <laughs> How did you know that piece of gossip anyway? It's called going on the internet and doing some research. You're sure, though, because because when, when the New York Times did an article on me, they were always suspecting that, but they didn't want they they they, were, they never asked it directly. They were kept hinting around. Okay. They thought it was good gossip, but you got right to it. Well, I got, well I'm well. I'm glad you're, certainly that you're still friends. Yeah. So who are you? For God's sake, he, he bicycles in twenty degree weather. I'm not right to the point. At the moment, actually, he never knows I'm, when his day is over. <laughs> Oh, so you need, uh, like, a dating counselor, then. You're gonna, are you going to give me dating counseling? Oh, well, for a price. I'll do anything for a price right now. What's the know? price? No. We'll <laughs> you for a price. No, well, I, I think my wife might have some problem with that. <laughs> I mean, well, we can do role play. You can be Jackie O, and I can be... Would you rather Jack or John John or... or I'll be about Eisenhower. Let's just... <laughs> <laughs> or Onassis. Or even better, have a Barack Obama. Let's shoot it forward into the present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to... Gain about a foot in height to to do. What do you think, Jackie? We're gonna talk of the new Camelot, or or so there are people, or Bamelot, as people. Yeah, I, I understand the comparison very much. In fact, it's funny because before Barack Obama did the Chicago convention and made him so well known, I was already following him. I had seen him on C-SPAN one day. I was flipping the channels, and there was this incredible man. I didn't know who he was. I was riveted to the television, and I actually thought to myself, "This guy reminds me of Kennedy." And then later, everybody started making that comparison. But I think, I do think there's some similarities. I mean, certainly in, in his uh, his political views and philosophies, Michelle Obama has that intense intelligence and elegance to her that I think Jackie had as well. Is his secretary's name yeah. going to be Mrs. Lincoln now? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, I think they're bringing a lot of uh, feeling of optimism. Okay. The politics cool. that the Kennedys brought as well. Now, here's, here's, here's something that I wanted to do. I don't know if you're up for it. I know you can do the, the real, the front stage Jackie O voice. If I were to do a little bit of uh, John F. Kennedy, I think we could do a little of, of role play here, like a <laughs> little acting exercise here. Sure, why not? <laughs> all right. <clears throat> and uh, this is Howard Stern pretty much doing uh, John F. Kennedy. All, all it is is it's a sort of a Boston accent because you throw error er- in front of everything. Okay. And that makes it Bostonian. That's it. That's, uh, it's not that. Jackie, <laughs> I'm, uh, I admit I'm responsible for the Bay of Pigs and the early escalation in Vietnam. But do you take any responsibility for your disasters, like the pillbox hat and the, being the role model for Paris Hilton? Well, I would. Well, first of all, the, the, the pillbox hat I would, I would hardly call a disaster. It was quite elegant and French, don't you? Uh, uh, I, uh, for me, it's just you turn it over and you use it as a handbag. That's about all it's good for. Oh, so, and as far as Paris Hilton goes, she's just a ninny. 
And I, I don't even, I can't possibly compare myself to her. Well, what advice would you give someone like that in the public eye? Uh, Terrence Felton? Um, well, I, wait, you're, you're supposed to be Jackie here. Yes. I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I wouldn't know who Paris Hilton like, was. Oh, <laughs> yep, yep. Yep, yep, I'm Paris Hilton's chihuahua. <laughs> good, good one. Oh, yeah. No, Paris, Paris Hilton is very offensive to me. She, it reminds me of some of my, uh, my, you know, my son's girlfriends, Daryl Hannah, the one I discouraged him from, from dating. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, what? Oh, oh, now you are doing Jackie, but you're not doing oh, her voice. Hey, you've had, you set up your own convention. Yes. Yeah, but, but I'm not hearing the Jackie O. I'm hearing the Jackie O. deep um, sort of voice that doesn't yeah, sound like that. Yeah, regular voice, because this is, is, this this is a, a behind-the-scenes <laughs> Okay, now i got to get back. All right, Eh-ra, eh-ra. Now, now, let's Tell say... Tell us a joke, Jackie. Yeah? Tell us a joke. We hear you're hilarious. Oh, boy. I don't have a joke on my on tip of my tongue right now. Are you kidding me? Speaking of the uh, tip of your tongue, what, what should say you, me, and Jane Mansfield uh, try a threesome or something? Oh like? no! <laughs> it's a, it's a thought. It's uh, just a thought. If my back would hold up long enough oh, to do honey, it. Oh, honey, you're such a problem. Let, let me let me, uh, Jackie. Uh, uh, I'm suddenly turning to Jimmy Cagney there, but uh, uh, one more question: If Ari weren't rich, would you uh, would you have even spit on him? Yeah, admit it. Would you even look at him? It wasn't. It wasn't precisely the money that I married him for. It was the security of being able to be out in the sea on a yacht, surrounded by security after the assassination. So it was really the money enabled him to provide a, a type of security. So you are envious of his naval abilities. Which envious of your naval? Yes, envious of his naval. Yes, that hairy naval. So, so uh, this is me again. This is Dave. In case, yeah, just, just uh, in case you couldn't tell, I was breaking character there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought Kennedy was in the room. Yeah, Did you really? I, 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 I ever think it was. Well, the post-gunshot Kennedy. <laughs> oh no! Here we go. Stop it! Now, what? Stop! He's been dead for forty-five years. I can't make fun of dead Kennedy. Oh, no. you're so bad. You know, when I was in Provincetown, I did the show there three summers. And I would go, every night before the show, I would go down the center of the town in a Cadillac, an antique Cadillac convertible, waving at Jack. Oh, cool. And every night, inevitably, somebody would say, bang, bang, and they would think they were so funny. <laughs> that is kind of funny, actually. Oh, it go. is not. She, <laughs> that, you know how hard it is to get blood stains out of a oh, dress? Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Bill Clinton got, well, that's a different thing altogether. No, no, oh. no. Hey, speaking of taxi cabs... I'm, I'm supposed to ask you the story about the taxi cab and a bike messenger. Oh, yes, that's the story, yes. Um, early on, actually before I wrote the play, I, used to, I, I had actually played Jackie a few other times for different things. And on that particular evening in Manhattan, I was in full Jackie costume, and what I did was I handed out pearls for a benefit for the Broadway show that was called Jackie and American Life, that crazy musical. Oh, it was pretty good. I yeah, it was yeah. wacky, over the top, yeah. And so I was at that benefit, and afterwards I decided to take a cab because I was in full costume. It was hard, harder to take the subway and stuff. So I hopped in a cab, and we were going up Central Park West. And the cab stopped, and there was a guy, there was a bicycle messenger driving by. And I was getting out of my side of the cab, and the messenger was a little crazy. So right as he was coming by, I opened the door, and he ran into the door of the cab mm-hmm. and literally flew off his bicycle <laughs> over the front of the cab and into the street. Now, the cab was stopped, but he, he it, it knocked him out. He was just lying yeah. there. So I, we were like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I got out of the cab. I went, I walked up to him, and I was just leaning over him and thinking, oh, my God, what, is he dead? I mean, it was terrifying. But then he opened his eyes, and he looked up at me, and I thought, <laughs> oh, my God, this guy is going to think he died. Because he's looking up, and he's, the first thing he's seeing is Jackie Kennedy. 
I mean, I had the pink soul box. I was in full costume. <laughs> <laughs> you should have played it, man. Uh, you know. Crazy situation. Did you I'll tell you another crazy situation. Yeah. Well, what happened? Was he alive? <laughs> there was another crazy Oh, no, he died. It's okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. The guy was fine. Yeah. He just was temporarily knocked out. But another time when I was doing a show in a theater, the way the theater was set up, there was one bathroom that the audience used and that I used as well. And the idea was that uh, once the audience came into the theater, I would no longer use it. And the stage manager would alert me, okay, you can't use that bathroom anymore. Well, one night, she forgot to alert me, so I went to use <laughs> it. And somebody previously had clogged the toilet. So when I flushed it, it started to overflow. So there I was. I had my full costume on. It was shortly before curtain. And I was plunging the toilet with a plunger. <laughs> and then I opened the door and I started yelling at the stage manager. And there was a line of people from the audience <laughs> waiting to come in. So they're looking in the bathroom. They're seeing me in full Jackie Kennedy gear plunging the toilet. <laughs> like, uh, oh, no. Well, that's a show I want to see. Yeah, very exciting. It's Karen Finley's deconstruction of Jack Young Asses. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Now, now, now that you, by the way, we're talking with Andrea Reese. We're having a marvelous time here on Dave's Gone By. Andrea Reese doing a one-woman show called Cirque Jacqueline, and you're bringing it back when and where? I am bringing it back on December 18th and 19th at the Players Loft Theater, which is on uh, McDougal Street in the village in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And all the details are in the website, which is JackieOshow.com. JackieOshow.com. Cool. Nice website. I like the name. Yeah, that was very well well done, too. You know what? I wanted to make a name. It was so easy. If I met somebody at a party in the middle of the night and they were half drunk and half tired, they would still remember it the next day. Right. Yeah, right. You've got to have an easy name for a wedding. Or you can just nudge them and whisper it. But, you know, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing there. Now, you've done theater, television, and film, and you've I even have. trained fairly yes. seriously for all three. So your thoughts on which you prefer and which is easier, which is better, all that kind of thing. The one that pays best. There's different things I like about different things. I, like, I love the energy of live theater. I love the energy that goes back and forth between the audience and the performer. It's so exciting. And so that's, I think, for, for, for live theater, that's, that's what I love most. Mm-hmm. Film I love because it requires the most intense concentration because you have to do so many takes after take after take of each scene from all the different angles. So you really have to get into this highly focused, intense state, which I find to be very challenging but also very exciting. Mm-hmm. So um, um, yeah. I think that's really... Um, like, if I had to choose one, it would be hard, but I think I would go, slightly go for stage over film. What, what are the films that you've been in, other than the um, the Letterman film? Yeah, I was, I've done a whole bunch of indie films. I did a film called Caleb's Door, in which I played the troublemaking neighbor, and then um, I was in a film called Frenia, in which I was a, a, a girl who kind of loses her marbles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ends up in the street at begging for money, and they shot the scene in actually in the street. They had me begging for money, and they stood really far away with the camera, so I looked like I was really at begging for money, which was quite an experience. <laughs> Um, lots and lots of indie films. Honestly, I can't. I can't remember them all offhand at this point. Probably about twelve or thirteen altogether. And the other thing that I did in my research of you. You are so thorough. Well, yeah, I have all this time now since uh, you know I don't have a job. I can, I can just look up <laughs> stuff about Andrea Reese. Yeah. That'll be my full time thing next week. I'll yeah. just look up more stuff about you. Oh, get congratulations! Oh, no, you have a stalker. <laughs> Well, I do know that apparently you're an animal lover. Oh, big time, yes. So you you have hamsters. When you like well, them? I hate to tell you it. Oh, no, they're dead. They, they are resting in peace. They all died. Hamsters only live about two years. Oh, man. I have a rabbit. Oh, cool. And they don't like the cold either. No, they don't. I have a rabbit named Vernon V. Shedmeister. 
Aww. He is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you need a, a boyfriend. He's my boyfriend. <laughs> you're, you're naming if you're naming your hamsters and things like that. <laughs> Next you're gonna graduate to cats and you'll be sixty and living alone. I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding, I'm sorry, that's evil. No, that's okay, go ahead, I don't mind. Is, did the sea monkey live? Well this well actually it was better than sea monkeys. It was Triops. It's a prehistoric character with an external skeleton. <laughs> Much more interesting than sea monkeys. I laugh at sea monkeys. I had a whole snake of them. I think I had about 800 of them. But they are um, they only live, you know, a few days, like gnats oh. or mosquitoes. We have a connection with, like, these frog things. Yeah, I, I just love animals. My father's a scientist. I grew up with them. Well, what are those frog things we can get a day? Actually, we we had as our guest the fellow from uh, Grow a Frog. Have you heard of those oh, frogs? No. Oh, is that the, a real frog or the kind you put in the water and just expand? It's a sort of real frog. Okay, yeah, a sort of real frog. It's an African claw frog, but it's aquatic. It lives in water. And, it, and you... you feed it and treat it like a fish. Really? Yeah, it's very cool. It's, it's a grow a frog, yeah. You get it as a tadpole. Yeah. Right. Well, you can, you can either, you can buy a frog to let you do that, but the cool thing is they send you in the mail, you get a tube with a live tadpole in it. <laughs> Somehow it survives, if you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. <laughs> and then you put it in a special tank and you feed it stuff, and then one day an arm pops out, and then another arm, and then little leggy things, and <laughs> you change the gravel. I'm serious. It you sounds grow riveting. Grow the frog. It's, you should do it. You should. I, I, I would, it sounds very intriguing. They have too. <laughs> and then you can feed it some tree ops. I, I, <laughs> no. I'd much rather have... To, I've always wanted to have an ostrich, but I think that would be complicated. Oh, I would love it. And an emu. Yeah, an emu would be wonderful. Oh. Because you know why? Because the people who are your neighbors, the ostrich would, like, peck the hell out of... Oh, they can kick, too. They can hurt you. Yeah, yeah. I don't want one of those in a New York apartment. <laughs> and then you can paint their eggs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some Easter. Easter eggs, too, huh? It's gigantic, right? Impossible to hide an Easter egg. It's like, it's there. <laughs> like steroid Easter egg. The only mm. way you could hide it is disguise it as a bowling ball. <laughs> well, you could use it as a bowling ball, too, and then fry it up afterwards. So what's <laughs> happening with you besides Jackie Osho, um, Andrea Reese? <laughs> What's happening with me? Um, In other words, you're doing the show two nights. Well, you know, you're not week. dating. You have to be doing something. Well, I mean, I mean, work wise. Well, besides I mean, the drug dealing and the yes, job, absolutely. And show. Well, that's it. I mean, I, you know, I've got the rabbit here. I, I walk a lot. I walked 80 blocks on that day a few weeks ago when it was like 23 degrees. Remember that day? It's like tonight, yeah. I don't know. I was in Las Vegas. And so oh, yeah, well, But that's almost as bad as you riding your bike today. I mean, that was crazy. Well, are you auditioning for anything cool? That's what I, or, or Oh, yeah. Why don't we just talk about th- people's hopes and dreams? No, I tell you, honestly, you know what? When I did, when I started doing my play, I had been on the audition treadmill. I was auditioning every day. But when I started doing my play, I was so satisfied to have my own project that I really took a back, I, I backtracked from the audition thing. And I don't audition much anymore. I did Andrew. a film about, uh, I, I did a film, I guess, like a, a year and a half ago called The Last Christmas Party that I was just called in for because they already knew me. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm not, I'm off that, that treadmill. But Andrew got a call back for Greece a couple of days ago. I did? Didn't you? Well, I don't know where you got that from. Well, because it's closed now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it must be the cold weather. <laughs> and and Hairspray was calling as well. <laughs> Only shows 13 is called. Yeah. Well, well, it's cool. So, in other words, are you t- planning to then take um, Sir Jacqueline further and, and, and get an off-Broadway contract or something? Or what, what's good the, to me. Go to Vegas. It's warm. Sign me up. Sounds good. Well, okay. I wrote another play. I wrote a, another one-woman play about Maria Callas, but I haven't done it yet. 
It's hmm. just waiting. It's done. Did you talk to Terrence McNally about that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> Little theater in joke because uh, Terrence McNally wrote a play called Masterclass yes. about. You know, we all know that, but maybe the audience doesn't. Sorry. No, no, no. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I've uh, got to wrap this up because it's time to do our Broadway segment. But um, Andrea Reese, I want to wish you certainly best of luck. You've been absolutely great, great well, thank fun. Thank you. Oh, and you. Remind everybody, thank you. Remind everybody, please, your website and when and where to see Sir Jacqueline. It's okay. JackieOsho.com. Who doesn't remember that? Oh, you see, there you go. That's I right. remember yeah. it. JackieOsho.com. It's uh, December 18th and 19th at the Players Loft Theater at 158 McDougal Street, in the Village in Manhattan. Everybody, go see Sir Jacqueline. And watch out for her. She opens the cab door. Exactly, yes. Especially if she's in full costume. That that would be excellent. Yes. Well, Andrea, thanks so much for being in the neighborhood. Well, thank you for having me. We'll be right back. Okay. Oh, my God. This is terrible. What? There were 168 hours in a week, but Dave's gone by is only one hour long. I know, I'm just on Sunday nights. But that's not enough! Well, why don't you just get my CDs? CDs? All my complete shows are on compact disc. $11 a piece, or less if you buy more. Just go to davesgoneby.org. Fully packaged, they make a nice gift, too. Wow, my depression is cleared! Great! But not my psychosis? What chicken is this? Inside Broadway, brought to you by Performing Arts Insider Theater Magazine and TotalTheater.com. La 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 And this is less gay than the, the, the <laughs> nine one? <laughs> well, th- this goes back a couple of weeks, but my wife complained that the intro theme that we used to have for Inside Broadway w- was... Um, Rather effeminate and and really tinkly gay sounding, which might turn off the audience that thinks that all Broadway is flaggy and flippy and gay still, which it sort of is. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I have to explain to her that the theme music I was using was from a show called Nine, which is about as heterosexual a show as you're going to get. And, and but, but the music sounded very it was like la 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 la. So I changed it. And I went what looking for that? other. This is uh, some other theme. It's a Broadway. Uh, musical theme, and it's actually more tinkly and gay, isn't it? Yeah. Let's hear it one more time. Uh, Maybe not. Inside Broadway, brought to you by Performing Arts Insider <laughs> Theater Magazine and TotalTheater.com. Yeah, it's a little bit light in the loafers. Dave, though, Dave yeah. is always attracted to these tinkly and gay things. <laughs> Well, the theater. I've loved the theater forever. So, uh, well, maybe not But forever. this is where we have to make our one one uh, statement. Dave is not, not gay. gay. <laughs> Dave is married and has a lovely wife. And a really, really wonderful and terrific wife. Who yeah. thinks his theater is gay. Well, she's kind of right. But, um, you know, well, let's talk about the theater. Let, let's, let's hear little all the news yes. that, that's been happening since we haven't been here in a couple of weeks. Well, first of all, we'll get some sad... Um, news out of the way that happened a week ago. Uh, Ger- Gerald Schoenfeld rather unexpectedly died. You didn't know this? No. Gerald Schoenfeld, the uh, chairman of the Schubert organization, one of the most powerful men, quietly, on Broadway, died at the age of 84, which wouldn't sound like a shock, but he was yeah. not someone who was in bad condition or anything like yeah, that. You know, who else went to sleep. Who else did we lose? Clive Barnes. Oh, he, that was two weeks ago, yeah. yeah. That was um, Clive the grand old man of the New York Post, formerly of the New York Times, yeah. the, the theater and dance critic. 
And so, um, you know, it's a sad thing, except every cricket angler is scrambling for that job now. Um, I hope Frank Sheck gets it. He's, he's sort of second string over there, so I'm assuming they'll just move him up. Oh, yeah. But um, Clive was kind of a, a odd but cool character. I, I interviewed Jerry Schoenfeld once. If anybody wants to read my interview with him, it's still at uh, Playbill.com, where I used to uh, work. Another job I quit. But... Um, <laughs> Another job I quit for the right reasons. So, um, Schoenfeld, he played everything rather close to the best. Nice, nice if you didn't irk him, but if you tried to get any real information or any juice or any gossip or any dirt, nothing. It's like a Kremlin wall with that guy. And he has a theater named after him. He did, well, yeah, and I'm glad they did that a year or two ago. He, his, the Schubert Organization controls 17 Broadway theaters, and he and Bernie Jacobs were called the Schuberts. They were considered the Schuberts, even though they weren't even related to the original Schuberts who built up that empire. So it was the Plymouth Theater, by the way, that was renamed yes. for him in 2004. So anyway, farewell to Jerry Schoenfeld and to critic Clive Barnes. They're, in their way, they were both the quite extremely yeah. 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 Um And boy, since we're going to all the bad news... It's doom and gloom out there. It's raining plays. <laughs> and musicals. musicals, hallelujah. I mean, they're, they're, it is natural and normal that right after New Year's, a lot of things close. It's a tough, tough... January, February, very tough for the theater because right. the tourists go home and it's cold and miserable and New Yorkers don't really want to go out. Now we're on top of that. We're in an official recession. So it's really ugly out there. So this is what we're going to be, be losing. Six big Broadway productions. Go go for it. See, see if you can name it. I don't know. I, I, I always forget one. We're, we're Hairspray. Hairspray is going to close. Spamalot. Spamalot. Now, these are two long runners. So that's, you know, it's, it's not so unexpected and awful that they're closing now. But, okay, but they're both closing on January 4th or January 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greece. Greece is going to close. A little bit of a surprise there. 13 is a big surprise. Well, yeah, because it was doing all right business, but I guess not business enough. They wanted it to be like Little Mermaid for boys, and it just hasn't caught on in the way that they thought. So, 13, that musical is closing. Oh, my goodness. There's more. The last two. Um, give me a hint. Well, let's see. Ding, 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 ding. I don't know. Boeing, Boeing. Oh, Boeing, Boeing. Boeing is going to close. The uh, the comedy is going to close. And it, it was predicted like a year ago this would happen, but it finally did. Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein That's right. is going to close on January 4th at the Hilton Theater. And there was another one, wasn't there? Probably is, but I'm more... I think there's another musical. Oh, really? Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, don't have that down here. But, yeah, but January 4th is really going to be this, this collapsing day. Oh, no, we're losing Gypsy in March. Well, you know, March, yeah. I mean, because, and that is only because Patti LuPone is not going to renew her contract. So that's but boy, there's going to be a ton of theater opens. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's going to be a very unusual that there's going to be major theaters open. It's going to be the first time in a couple of years. But then again, we've had such a traffic jam of shows waiting to get in. Yeah. It's just the question now of whether those shows now have the investors right. to get them into those theaters. I'm so and hoping the, the Wiz, the new production of The Wiz gets in. It does make enough Wiz. Yeah, I haven't heard about that for a few months. I don't know it's if it's still, dead in the water. Or I don't think so. Okay. I know we've got uh, a Moises Kaufman play coming in. And a couple of things. Um, I did hear, haven't seen it confirmed anywhere yet, but I heard through the grapevine that Irena's Vow, the Toba Felchu piece, oh, really? is going to be going into the Walter Curse. So we'll we'll see about that. Well, you also have, um, was it the, the 
How many steps is... I always forget how many steps. Oh, 39 steps is moving. moving. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I, they're making $180,000 a week. I, I don't know how they're doing because it. Because it's a three-person play, yeah. and it, it's just, it has no sense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess it must be real cheap to run, but it's still Broadway. I don't know. God bless them. It's a nice little show. So 39 Steps is surviving in, in places that all these other things are not. Yeah. So good for them. I, and I'm sure, you know, in a week or two we'll find one or two more shows that are that are going to give up the ghost, unfortunately. Yeah. It's I, just that who else do you think is on the bubble? Perfect storm. Um, you know, I'd have to be looking at my Performing Arts Insider. You don't have a copy of Performing Arts Insider, the Bible of Broadway? Actually, I do, but it's in my bag and I have to run and get it, and we don't really have that oh, much time. So. Time. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you one other thing that did happen because of the economy, so they say, that uh, the brand new John Guare play off-Broadway is being postponed for a year. Really? It's called A Free Man of Color. Investors pulled out because they say uh, the economic crisis... Michael Regal in the New York Post says there's a little more to it than that, that one of the investors just felt a little offended by how much money she was asked for and, uh, you know, was assumed to be paying for a, a lavish production in a party and that she was mm-hmm. like, eh, you know what, I'm not Ms. Deep Pocket, so I don't have to give that much. And so that's why... Um, that's yeah. who I want to marry, Ms. Deep Pocket. Ms. Yes, me too. The good news is they're, they're, the new Danny Hawk show is extending a week or two. Um, and they are running Sondheim's Roadshow still. I, think I was still saying, yeah, how yeah. is that doing? Um, it has to be doing very well. It's a, a small off-Broadway theater. The reviews were mez mez And then, of course, you know, uh, the other big thing we're going to be losing, too, is Forbidden Broadway. Yeah, that's middle of January. They announced a few weeks ago, but unbelievable yeah. that after all these years, Forbidden Broadway is going to go. Can't believe it. Um, Very sad. Now, but here's a, a show that's actually coming in rather than dying or being postponed. It's a two-actor musical called The Story of My Life that is going to come to the Broadway Theater, the booth, that's the little one, in February after what Dividing the Estate ends yeah. there. Well, Dividing the Estate was a limited run to begin with. Oh, okay. That's the Horton Foot play. Um, this is a two-man show with Will Chase and Malcolm Getz. People oh, may know nice. him from Caroline in the City. And so just about two guys and their friendship over the years. The show was workshopped in Toronto, tried out in Connecticut, and it's now making the big time. It's written by a um, couple of Canadian people. Eh? 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 Now I, now, now I can morph my Boston accent into a bad Canadian accent. Eh? eh? So, uh, How about beans. a cold one? <laughs> and some hockey. Yeah, and, and some donuts, eh? Yeah. So, you can laugh about Canadians trying to do theater, but the last time a couple of Canadians put together a show that nobody heard of and sounded really it terrible, it was... Drowsy Chaperone. Which Tony went in really, really wonderful. So, we shall see. Yeah. Well, let's also hear a little bit more about Performing Arts Insider, and then I'll be back to review a couple of things right after this. Performing Arts Insider Theater Magazine, the Bible of Broadway for more than six decades, telling you everything you need to know about Broadway, off-Broadway, cabaret, opera, and dance. It's all there in the pages of Performing Arts Insider. And you, as Dave's Gone By listeners, can get 10% off annual subscriptions. Just go to PerformingArtsInsider.com to find out more about the business. And don't bother me with Molly. It just, just occurred to me that we haven't uh, had any Moliere on Broadway in a long, long time. It's been, I think Brian Bedford was in there maybe 10, 15 years I ago. Think we did a tour too recently, no? 
Within, well, more than five years. But yeah, okay, maybe that, there was a Tartuffe not so long ago, and you could be right about that. Mm-hmm. Jeff is checking Performing Arts Insider to see if anything else yeah, is on the bubble. August Osage County is not doing all that well, and it should, it's doing a lot worse than it should be. I heard a rumor that it was on the cusp, but there's no backup on that, and I'm, I'm not heard anything um, solid on that. So, so far, it's still in an open run. But you're right. Uh, for the play that won so many awards... You figure it'd be doing a little bit, but it's a three and a half hour show, and this is touristy. And I wonder how Equus is doing. Well, Equus is a limited run. Oh, I think. Um, am I, I right? It was open ended. Uh, let's check. My, my current reporting arts inside it says it's open it's a run. Limited run. Limited run, yeah. But it doesn't have a closing. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jeff has had the same cough. For, for about a month ago. So, Jeff, instead of reviewing the stuff that I thought I'd be reviewing today, since you're here and since we've both seen one of perhaps the biggest shows of the season, yes. may turn out to be the biggest show of the season, we've both seen Billy Elliot. Jeff? Yes. What are your thoughts? Wasn't it... Well, okay, I'm not going to say. You, you, you go for it. My thoughts were it was a little disappointing. Oh. My. Goodness. Really? Really? I thought you'd be jumping up and down and flying around. Oh. I'm what? Sorry, wait, we have to go back. The big, big, big closure of January. Well, Young Frankenstein, yeah. Spring Awakening. Oh, well, that too. Tony winning Broadway music. That was the other one. Okay. Spring Awakening. So, so yeah, Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot was a big, bit disappointing. Why? I didn't find it appealing. I love the mo- First of all, I love the movie. And it didn't have any of the sense of the joy <coughs> of the movie. It did in the one scene. Okay. <coughs> If you need to cough, maybe I'll do my review well, first. You do it, I'll get a cough drop. Okay, I'm, I'm also going to lower your mic for just a moment while you're, while you're rattling along there. Um, Billy, I, I was not disappointed. I was really pleasantly surprised by this musical. I've not been a fan of any of the Elton John music. Even The Lion King, I always thought was way, way overrated, except for the first ten minutes, which are magical. And then the rest of it is like, okay, it's the cartoon on stage and not the best storytelling. But... With Billy Ellick, I, I felt there was a big leap forward in the theatricality of what Elton John and also the book writers are doing. And it really feels like a show, and sometimes quite a thrilling one. It, it's, if people don't know, it's the story of this kid in this rather poor English mining town. And the father's a union man, and the brother is a very staunch, the older brother is a very staunch union man, and they're in the middle of a strike, because it's the Thatcher government, and they're trying to break the unions and, and nationalize everything. So, there's all this going on, and this ugliness between the cops and the, uh, the mining people, and then the scabs and the, the people who, who are sticking with the union, even though the strike is going to drag on and on. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Billy Elliot is growing up in this very macho, kind of dominant, strong atmosphere. He's not one of boxing lessons. Yeah, taking boxing. He's not cut out for boxing lessons. He happens upon a dance class with all these girls, and he suddenly realizes he can. He has a a talent, a knack for it. He doesn't doesn't happen upon it. The boxing guy was pissed off that he was a little late, and so he made him give the key to the woman, and she didn't want to have anything to do with him at first, and all of a sudden, he's there, and she's going, well, just dance. Just do this. And he right. just kind of inadvertently gets involved in it, and then discovers a joy for it. Yeah. But I must tell you, I just didn't... To me, there were two memorable songs, neither of which advanced the plot, which is why I was oh, disappointed. Oh, which were the memorable songs? The memorable so- uh, songs would be Who You Want to Be, 
Hmm. Yeah. The big dancing dresses? Come on. Oh, I hated that. That, that was the only number I did not like. Really? There's a number in there where he meets... I guess it's it's emotionally important to the, the thing, where Billy has a close friend who's obviously going to grow up and actually be gay. Well, Billy, we don't you're not know. really sure, because his father did that, so... Yeah. But we, we get the sense that this friend... Oh, you know, his friend decides that during the play... There's a poker, yeah. yeah. So then there's a scene where they dress up in women's clothes, which is, at first, it is the most envelope-pushing... Mom, uh, scene. It's like the the one scene where they're really like going a little further than you expect, and, and that they're going to a weird, weird place. Because we're talking about children, and these are children putting on dresses, putting on makeup, uh, men, boy children, yeah. and then uh, getting towards a level of sexuality that we're not comfortable that people of this age are dealing with. Because we're talking about twelve, thirteen year old kids. So you see, now that's the, I'll tell you why I like this this song. Yeah. Because it was it was tuneful. But it was also showing you that kids are open to more things than adults are. You know, because mm. it opens up with Billy comes to his friend's house and he says his mother's clothes on. And he goes, come on, Billy, I ha- it's fun, try this on. He goes, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. He goes, please, my father does it all the time. Big laugh line. Yeah, right. and, then, and, and then Billy puts it on and they start enjoying the freedom of being who they want to be, being who they are. Meaning, you know, the, the other boy really enjoys this, yeah. and that's what he no, does. That scene, to me, even though it, it was a little tough to watch, because it, it's, the material's a little stronger than the rest of the piece, I think, um, they could have ended it there. But then it turns into a big kind of dance number, well, and it, that's it, when it went a little overboard. Well, but you see, it's a fun number. It's a great yeah. fun number, but it didn't do anything for the plot. Yeah. Okay. So and I, that's I, why I didn't yeah, like it. And the, you're and, right on that. Yeah. And the other song that does it, that's great that doesn't advance the plot is "Merry Christmas, Margaret Thatcher." Maggie Thatcher. Oh no, that I mean that's definitely intrinsic. But to it the doesn't. Plot. Oh, it, yeah. yeah. It, but it doesn't advance the plot. And then the one other thing that I really hated of all stupid things, they have this big set which is millions of dollars set, mm-hmm. and, and the bedroom corkscrews out of the floor, and it's wonderful. It's three stories high. And then for some reason, when they want to do a scene in the bathroom, they have to pull it out of the wall. Huh. And they have to push it back, which is really weird. I didn't know. It didn't even register for me. Yeah. But what did you think of the dance numbers? I thought the dance numbers were quite nice. I loved the girls. I loved all the little girls. They were were quite cute. Yeah. You know, I thought... The first thing I thought is, oh, my God, those poor little girls. The, the corps de ballet, as it were, the average age of the male is probably about 25 to 29. And the average age of the girl, the female corps de ballet is about 13 or 14. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really, and they have to really keep yeah. up with these, at some numbers, have to keep up with these men. Yeah. And, 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 but the thing about dance for me, since I'm not that big on dance or watching dance, it, it has to do a lot to keep my interest through a whole number. I'll mm-hmm. be interested for about the first minute, and then it'll go on for three more, like in White Christmas. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you're dancing, I don't care. Billy Elliot, somehow, with pretty much every number, it the, just got more exciting. The dancing was spectacular. And the most spectacular dance of all was when he has the pas de deux with him, his old yeah. self. First, at first, I'm thinking, okay, he's dancing with the, the, himself. I don't, it's oh. nice. And then something happens. I, I won't even say what happens. But I was just like, you know, lump in the throat time because it was so perfectly done. And, and, and it's a good story. I, I, I wasn't that in love with the movie. And I liked oh, I, the show a whole, whole bunch. Oh, see, I love the movie. I thought the movie was great. I just, you know, a lot of people, and a lot of people I know who've seen it, mm-hmm. also think, think, wow, it's really good dancing, but they didn't like the show. 
Which is weird. And it, and it's I think it's because the ending downbeat. It has, a, it has a very quiet, unexpected ending a little bit. Where, I mean, not, not when they all come out and take their bows. I mean, they have the mega mix moment. <laughs> like every moment? Yeah. It has a mega mix. Ten minutes. Yeah. But, but the actual last scene of the play is a little bit on the, on the surprisingly no, quiet. Don't, don't you think? Because he's leaving town. Yeah, but that's it. He's yeah. going to become himself. Yeah, but what he leaves behind, there's, yeah. there's this really, you know, there's this ugly thing in your stomach because his friend is stuck there. No, but he, but he, but he always tells him he'll always be his friends, and he and he'll always be friends. And he actually came and gave him a peck on the cheek. I mean, how lovely is that? Yeah, no, I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, you know, I'm trying to say I how much I like upbeat. this show. I yeah. thought it was upbeat. Oh, okay, yeah. that's cool. Well, do you recommend Billy Elliot? Uh, I, I recommend. How much it would you with, pay for it? If you <laughs> I, I honestly, I yeah. would not pay the hundred and twenty-one dollars they're asking for. Okay. I, I, I think it's it's a seventy-five dollars show. Okay, that's pretty good. I mean, it's I, not bad, but yeah. it's it's not great. I mean, I think it's a great theater experience. I wouldn't necessarily the cast album is great. I wouldn't say it's one of the all-time great musicals. I'll say I had a great time, pretty much all the way through it. I think it's it's a great leap forward for Elton John in his work for the theater. And I think you, I think it, it really is a great production. Uh, and I, by the way, disagree. I think that Lion King was his best. Oh. Well, were they his songs from the beginning, from the movie, too? Or were yeah. they... Okay. Was it? I don't know. I think some of those songs were... He didn't add others that weren't in the movie. I don't know, but... I forgot to mention... Well, three things I want to mention. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is... One of them is that you're listening to Dave's Gone By on... WGBB Freeport. The second thing is, I want to tell you that um, after the show's over, we'll have gospel all night into the morning, and they'll be coming here pretty soon, but I want to let you know, if you're waiting for that... Uh, when you get here, you'll be hearing gospel all night till the morning. And the third thing, this is the real exciting part thing. I forgot to mention it. Dave quit his job. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got another one in a small sort of a way. Okay. But kind of a cool, fun way. Starting December 13th, every Saturday night at 6 o'clock at the Times Square Art Center, which you, is distinguished by the fact that it's basically in the building where Show World used to be. And still sort of halfway is. What Show World? That's where naked women, you you know, put a quarter in and... Uh, it's show world. It's You're been there for a hundred... Since the 1970s. They, they haven't gotten rid of it. Okay. With all the marquees and the you know, live nudie... Is that on 8th Avenue? Yeah. 8th okay. Avenue and 43rd Street. I will be hosting a weekly talk and variety show for a new website called stagebuddy.com. And it's going to be neat. Are you sure that's not associated with show world? <laughs> well... Let's just say I've got to lose a couple of pounds to, to fit into the costumes. Enough said, and, and bring your own tissues. No, but um, <laughs> true thing, it's going to be people from Broadway, off-Broadway, cabaret people, um, maybe some dance We're going to have a, a warm-up act, stand-up comedians. They're going to really do this right, and I'm, I'm so proud that they're, they're getting me to host this every week at the Times Square Art Center, Saturday nights at 6, and then, if you can't get there, they're videotaping all of this, and every week it's going to be on stagebuddy.com, so you can go and watch the show like a regular TV show. Dave, will you be my stage buddy? <laughs> you getcha, Jeff. For more information, go to stagebuddy.com. Now, the first um, episode, I guess is what we're calling it, it's Love called Stage Street. Buddy's Weekly Night Live. That was the name they came up with. Kind of cute, you know, because they wanted to get the fact that it's weekly up there and that it's Stage Buddy. So it's stagebuddy.com's Weekly Night Live. Our first guests are going to be TJ and Dave 
who were here about a year or so ago. They're improv guys and really good at what they do. And they're at the Barrow Street Theater again all through January. And then uh, cabaret singer Jack Don- Donahue, who's appearing at the Metropolitan Room. Donahue? Jack Donahue. And uh, comedian, I, for, I'm sorry I forgot the name of the, the warm-up comedian that they're, they're getting. But uh, it's going to be great. Check it out. Tickets are only $5. Or if you join Stage Buddy, which is free, uh, tickets are free. So... Go join StageBuddy.com. Yeah, join StageBuddy.com and save $5. Yeah. So, um, that was the big news. Wow. And we'll have some other news and information for you, but let's do a commercial or two. Let's do that. We've just been inside Broadway, thanks to TotalTheater.com and Performing Arts Insider. Dave's Gone By wants you to advertise on the show. Reach our loyal audience with your message at prices you can afford even in this economy. Call 516-295-1511, 295-1511, or visit davesgoneby.org for info. You'll want us just as much as we want you. Shalom, damn it, shalom, damn it, that's the name of my TV show. Twice a week on Cablevision, here is what you need to know. See the one and only Rabbi Saul Solomon on TV, Wednesday mornings at 8 on Channel 115, Friday mornings at 4.30 on Channel 20, in New York City, 1.30 Sunday afternoons on Channel 67, or watch every show anytime on YouTube. See all the info at shalomdammit.com. I read the Torah, I tell stories, shake my fist and complain a bit. Cablevision, MNN YouTube, watch me on Shalom, damn it, damn it. Dave's gone by. Uh, there goes the neighborhood indeed. So glad that you we we had you with us on this very lovely and very frigid Sunday night here in Babylon, Long Island. Want to remind you a couple of things. First of all, let's go through our sponsors really, really quickly. Um, it's Jeff. Why don't you do that? Oh, there's that uh, deli, and there's that printing place. <laughs> it's called Hewlett Minuteman Press in Hewlett, right next to the old Loman Shoe Store. And then there's What's the deli? Woodrow. The Woodrow Deli. I always forget the Woodrow. How could I possibly? Well, you need to eat there more often. Everybody does. It's in Peninsula Shopping Center in Hewlett, Long Island, the Woodrow Deli. And we'll find out more about it by going to woodrowdeli.com. But leave off that second W for... Whatever. We wonder why. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and then there's Performing Arts Insider, the Bible of Broadway. That's right. Go to PerformingArtsInsider.com when the website is working again tomorrow <laughs> and find out the wonderful discount that you can get as a Dave's Gone By listener for a year's subscription to this great theater magazine. Also, please go to TotalTheater.com when that's working tomorrow because you can read 2,000 <laughs> theater reviews from all over the world. 2,000? And that's also the place to listen to the Dave's Gone By archives because we have now over 100 of our shows that you can listen to anytime for free. I want to do some thank yous. Thank you so much to Andrea Reese, go catch her in Cirque Jacqueline, December 18th and 19th at the Players Loft on McDougal Street. Go to JackieOshow.com for more info on that. That's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. JackieOshow.com. want to thank uh, Mom and Dad. want to thank my beloved wife, Joyce. We talked about her already, but always good to mention her again. Always beloved. Thanks so much to my good friend, 
and co-host Jeff Goodman. I want to thank also James Hodge, who is, uh, by his good graces, we are here and listen for the gospel that's coming up in just a moment or two. I want to tell you one other thing, though. Um, don't forget, next week is number 299. Very exciting. 299th show. But here's the deal. Um, we're going to move, we're going to shift a little bit. We're going to be on from 11.10 to just after midnight. And from 11 o'clock until 11.10, there's going to be a different uh, little theater show that we're going to sneak in there. The fellow David G. Myers that you've been listening oh. to after, after our show. He's going to go before it, um, you know, because he's going to a more money. So, so if you tune in at 11 next Sunday, just make sure you listen because we'll be there. We're just going to be on at 11.10 11. 11. or 11.11, 11, 11.12. Keep it on WGBB for Dave's Gone By. Next week, Lisa Alkeley Klug who is the author of Cool Jew, The Ultimate Guide for Every Member of the Tribe. Guess who she's talking to? The rabbi. <laughs> That's right. But for now, it's time to leave the neighborhood. We'll be back next Sunday night, December 14th, with the 299th episode of Dave's Gone By. Until then, don't miss your days going by. This is Dave Lefkowitz. And Jeff Goodman. Wishing you good night. And to paraphrase the real Jackie O, wishing you minimum information given with maximum politeness. And gone by.